yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a special Facts versus Rhetoric series, Connecting the Dots. This is part two, we'll call this the introduction, where we're going to look at their plan. And I'm not going to spend any time on who they are. The They are irrelevant. They don't have the real power. They are very small in numbers. Instead, we're going to focus on trying to save the people that can be saved. There are three kinds of people in the world today. First, there are the ones who blindly follow what authority tells them to do without questioning. They comply early and help enforce authority's orders. This group is responsible for all of the tyrannies in history. That's group one. Group two, they're the ones who know that the authority is not telling the truth. They know something is wrong, but are too afraid of whatever the consequences are of not complying. These are the people who said they didn't want to take the jab, but fill in the blank. Uh, I did it for Nana. I did it to save my job, whatever that was. So this group, group two, is also responsible for every tyranny in history. Lastly, there's group three. People who think for themselves, think critically, do not obey in advance, and reject bad ideas based on falsehoods. This group is not worried about consequences and can't be bullied by the few that are in power. This group has ended every tyranny in history. And we're going to get more into that in a future episode. Now, the whole point of this series is to try to get as many people that are in group two to join group three. The lost souls in group one will not be able to be saved until they wake up and start serving their own interests. I don't have the skills nor the time to help group one. So we're going to focus on group two. If you're in group two, your country needs you. I need you. My kids need you. Your kids need you. Any young person in your life needs you. And again, all we need to do is think for yourself, think critically, do not obey in advance, reject bad ideas based on falsehoods. And if I do my job after you listen to these episodes, there hopefully will be enough evidence that warrants you to take this seriously and to start acting as if our freedoms are under attack. Like I said in part one, even if I'm wrong, you still win by following this simple advice. No one in the history of the world has ever been worse off because they thought for themselves or thought critically or showed skepticism or did not comply in advance. And certainly no one has ever been worse off from rejecting a bad idea that was based on falsehood. We are going to start with what the few want to inflict on the many. Now their plan has many names. Whether it's the World Economic Forum's Great Reset or the United Nations Project 2030, what we call it is also irrelevant. But for credibility reasons, I'll be reading directly from the United Nations Agenda 2030, because this is something that has been voted on and passed by the UN in 2015. This is currently happening. I've attached it in the show notes, so please read it. Apply your Group 3 toolkit to it and go through it. Here is the cliff note version of what they are telling you they are in the process of doing. Quote, transforming our world, the 2030 agenda for sustainable development, end quote. The UN Agenda 2030 is an agreement among all participating nations to, quote, free the human race 
from the tyranny of poverty and want and to heal and secure our planet, end quote. So group one is on board. Yeah, let's heal and secure our planet. Let's end the tyranny of poverty. What does that mean? No clue, but we're doing it. Group two is like, this doesn't make any sense. How's that even going to work? Well, make it work or we'll call you a racist, bigot, homophobe, transphobe, climate denier, ultra mega, dirty, unvaccinated piece of shit. Okay, okay, I'll keep my thoughts to myself and I'll put the group needs ahead of my own. Even though I will suffer in the only life I have to live, you know, got to be a good person. And me, being a card-carrying member of group three, read that title and was like, fuck that noise. I'm out on whatever follows transforming our world to someone else's definition of what that should look like? Nope, bad idea. Sustainable development? According to who? You know what? It doesn't even matter. It's a bad idea. What's wrong with it? I don't know. Off the top of my head, the means needed to implement this agenda would require, in their words, a global partnership. Okay, so they want a global partnership. Who's going to be in charge of that? Who will make the decisions best for the global population? An unelected global partnership? So we're talking one world government? Why would anyone in the United States want an unelected global partnership running their country, let alone the world? You know, what, what happened to democracy? We the people, the American dream, right? Here's where that critical thinking comes in. When I hear that, here are the questions that pop into my head immediately. One, who benefits? And two, what would have to happen to this country where the people would accept this, right? Who benefits from a global partnership? Well, the stakeholders from around the world that came up with this plan. The UN 2030 agenda says, quote, that two years of intensive public consultation and engagement with civil society and other stakeholders. Hmm. Now, a stakeholder is a person with an interest or concern in something, especially a business. So a business with an interest in something, meaning the ability to make money, came up with this agenda. Well, in the public, Nick, did any of you participate in any intense public consultation over giving up all of your rights in exchange for this global utopian vision? Which brings us to the answer to the other question that what would have to happen to Americans, the, the public, as they say, to accept this? Yeah, ask yourself, what would have to happen before you say, hey, you know, this freedom, liberty, democracy thing is not serving me anymore. I think we should trust the global businesses to take care of us. The only way I see it happening, and again, if at any point I'm wrong, please correct me, is that America as we know it would have to become unrecognizable. And the things would have to devolve so much that the global businessman's plan sounds like our best option and is feels like our only option. Again, off the top of my head, they would have to destroy our economy, price the public out of being able to afford basic necessities. They would have to destroy our public safety. Crime would have to be uncontrollable. Basically, people would have to lose faith in America, in the government, in the American dream, in everything that makes America currently uncontrollable by the few. So I see what they want to do. I see what it would take for them to do it. And then I look around and see what looks like a coordinated effort to destroy our economy, our wealth. See numerous podcasts we've done on inflation, government spending and foreign policy. I see the decriminalization of crime. Crime is up everywhere. You got groups of people just walking into Target, 
grabbing as much shit off the shelves, stuffing it into a duffel bag, and just walking out. No one says shit. No one does shit. They've made it a misdemeanor to steal. That is not a deterrent. Why did they do that? I see them destroying wealth, which to them and to all of us is freedom. When you have wealth, you're free to do shit. You're not dependent on anybody. They destroy your safety. Oh, what else? Oh, elections. They're making elections a joke so people give up and stop caring. Half the country already doesn't vote. How can we dissuade the other half? Well, we'll have obvious election issues that call into question the integrity of them in the first place. 2016, fucking Russians did it. 2020, goddamn voting machines. 2022, goddamn voting machines. Mail-in ballots. They're still sorting through the shit in Arizona. This whole process of the two minutes is a violation of our First Amendment right to air, to, to, con to petition our government and address our grievances. You have no right to limit our time while you give government officials that work for us all the time in the world that they need to talk about what they're gaslighting us about. In 1996, Maricopa County began using Dominion voting machines and other equipment in our elections. These machines have come into play and have taken over countries. South America right now is almost gone because of selections. Thank God for Brazil, or we would lose a continent. A whole continent to these machines. Misread, 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 turn it over, misread. And that's how we it happened for the whole entire day. You said at the beginning of the session that you had to approve this. That was your responsibility to certify this result. Um, my question to you is, and then something can be challenged. So I would like the attorney for the county to go on record saying that when all the corruption is discovered that they can uncertify this election and change it because we're always told after the fact oh there's no process in place to decertify after it's done or they can't vote because they're told they can't check in because they weren't able to properly check out at the previous polling center they were at you said you don't have the statutory authority to do anything you're going to take a yes no vote what does that tell us yes or no if it's just yes, then why are you here? Why are you here then? You have discretion. And when you certify something, you're saying that it's trustworthy. There's nothing trustworthy about this. This is theater. It's optics. Chairman Gates, you mentioned that you were under obligation by law to canvas and certify this today. In fact, in the election procedural manual on page 234, it says a canvas must be conducted by the statutory deadline, but should not be conducted until all necessary audits have been completed to verify the accuracy and integrity of the election results. This is a travesty. You mathematically cannot mess this up this many years in a row. It's mathematically impossible. Uh, that's just some, some public comment from Maricopa County in Arizona where it's still just, it's a joke. It's a fucking joke and it's on purpose. And the people we do elect are complete fucking morons. <laughs> and that, that is on purpose too. Do you think Joe Biden is making any decisions? He has a note card with him at all times reminding him when to talk and when to listen. Complete fucking morons. We just elected a stroke survivor, John Fetterman, to the fucking Senate. Fetterman, who uses a computer to help him communicate because he has trouble listening and understanding words. How is this guy going to function on Capitol Hill? He's not. But that's the point. 
all of the money, fucking three presidents, Clinton, Obama, Biden, telling you he's the best the Democrats could come up with? Complete fucking morons. And they do this for three reasons. One, so you'll lose respect for your country. Two, to further drive the wedge between the Republicans and the Democrats. Right? The Democrats feel they have, they're so fucking defensive, they have to defend the stroke victim as the best they could come up with. You're so mean, you, you know, whatever. He's a fucking, he's a hero, he's a survivor. And the Republicans are looking at this going, are you fucking kidding me? But the Republicans are no better. They had fucking Dr. Oz. Again, we're not bringing anyone good to the table, but it's just there to, it's just there to further divide us. And three, to prove to you that they can do whatever the fuck they want. 80-year-old senile pervert who didn't leave his basement, elected. And for our next trick, here's a stroke victim, elected. All they're telling you is, hey, we're here all day, baby. Don't take us on. We can do anything we fucking want. You'll never win. Just give up now and submit. How much more of this before people just give up and stop caring? Or they get so mad they start to protest or strike. Well, not to worry, because we've classified people who disagree with the government domestic terrorists. And terrorists have no rights, no due process. All of the things that make us feel safe are removed. Think about for a second why you feel safe in this country. And when you get down to the bottom of it, the, 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 the biggest safety blanket we all have is that if something happens and we are wrongly accused of a crime or doing something wrong, there is a process in place where you get a chance to prove your innocence. You get a trial, and you're judged by a jury of your peers. What if that's gone, and you could just be arrested for running because, hey, only guilty people run? No lawyer, no jury, just a judge who sentences you to some arbitrary sentence. Eight months, eight years, eight lifetimes, what the fuck does it matter? They don't care about you. If you're dead, they don't have to take care of you. And if you're in prison, you'll probably be working for them so they can justify the resources you're taking up. We've talked about Mao's China and Stalin's Soviet Union. It was cheaper to let people starve to death. Are you getting the picture? Again, I will keep repeating the fact that this is only possible if we let it happen. All you have to do is think for yourself, be critical, be skeptical, do not obey in advance, and do not, under any circumstances, go along with an idea based on a falsehood. Think for yourself, can a global government do a better job than your own country's government? Right? If your own government in the so-called richest country in the world and the fucking, quote, freest country in the world, if your government cannot provide clean water, safe streets, equality, whatever the fuck these people want to try to do, how can an unelected global government achieve that? Be critical. How will the people be able to advocate for themselves to an unelected global government? Our elected officials don't care about us now, and they live in the same goddamn communities as us. You think someone who lives in a secret fucking lair in the Swiss Alps is going to give a shit about the road conditions in Skokio, Illinois? Is going to give a fuck about the education system in your town or your, your, your concerns? Be skeptical. Hmm. How can a global government control the population? They would need to use fear, mass surveillance, and they would have to control the natural resources like food, water, shelter, and energy and give them in exchange for obedience and compliance. Bad idea based on a lie. We need a single global solution. The lie is that it's our only way to achieve peace, equality, human rights, blah, 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 blah. That's the lie. 
So my simple call to action has made it obvious to me, and if you don't agree, please let me know, that this is something we should not support and actively fight against. Because anything downstream of a bad idea of this global partnership can only lead to human suffering. Please read the UN's Agenda 2030. Don't take my word for it. And if you're struggling to envision what our tomorrow will look like under this global partnership, then all you have to do is look at China today. China is the blueprint. China is the blueprint they are striving for and what I'm trying to warn you about. China is what happens if we can't get enough people from group two into group three. Want an example on how the few can control the many? China. Let's look at some things China is doing for the few. And now we're talking, I don't know, 3,000 politicians, 2 million military troops, another 500,000 military reserves. You get a, you get a 1.5 million person armed police force. That's like 4 million individuals controlling 1.412 billion citizens. And by the time this is recorded, it's probably already up to 1.5 billion. So the few, that's 0.28%, controlling the many, the 99.72%. Let's also consider that the numbers may be underselling the government's numbers. Let's double it. Let's say there's 8 million. So that's 0.5 of the few versus 99.5 of the many. Fuck it. What if there are 800 million government, police, military, troops? That's still 5.7% against the 94.3%. How does the few control the many? Well, the few need to control access to society, control the food, travel, shelter. They need to control everything in your life and you have to choose between death and a life of servitude to the state. Well, how do you accomplish that? Well, China accomplished it through mass surveillance, interfaced with technology to turn on and off people's ability to acquire what they need based on their behavior, loyalty, actions, words, etc. You've heard it before, the social credit system, all revolving around fucking QR codes on people's phones. Want to buy something? Scan your phone and we'll let you know if you can. Want to go somewhere? Scan your phone and we'll, we'll let you know. Do you see how easy it is to control people once this QR code access to society is in place? Are you starting to see why vaccine passports and QR codes to travel and to get into restaurants are just the beginning? A central bank digital currency would give them control in your spending. We're heading there now. National coin shortage, the active war on cash. Why is that? Cash is freedom. Bitcoin, freedom. They cannot control your spending. Here's, an, here's a fun exercise. Go into a bank today and try to withdraw $500 in cash or deposit $500 in cash and see what happens. You'll have to provide your driver's license and social security number for the bank so they can report this transaction and you to the IRS. They will tell you it's, you know, hey, to catch money launderers and the fucking tax cheats and the people funding terrorism. Nope. They want you to give up on cash. They want to make it such a pain in the ass that you give up on your freedom to transact privately with someone else without the government knowing it. Biden just added 87,000 IRS agents. Your bank is reporting everything over $500.
Do you still think this is about taxing the rich? China is the blueprint. So when you ask yourself, what are we worried about China? I worry about living in a world where the few control the many via mass surveillance, QR codes, limiting access to basic necessities to ensure our compliance. Again, we talked about COVID being the test run. That was their opportunity to implement it. They tried like hell. And if you think that that's not possible and you're still listening to this episode, first of all, thank you. Okay. And secondly, challenge accepted. I have not convinced you yet. Good. I'm glad you've decided to use some skepticism. I'm not done. I'm just getting warmed up, baby. We're only through the preface and the introduction. Chapter one starts soon. So thank you very much for listening. Please share this and encourage any friends and family that you have in group two to listen to this and to tell you what they think. Get some dialogue going. And if you think I'm way off and there's nothing to worry about, please email me. I never wanted to be wrong so much in my life. I've looked critically at this. I've looked critically at my views on this topic. I've tried like hell to disprove them. So far, I cannot. So the next step is to send this to peer review to all of you and see if you can disprove it. And until you can't, we need to take it seriously. Think for yourself, think critically, don't obey in advance, and reject bad ideas based on falsehood. This will prevent the U.S. and the world from turning into China, where the few will control the many.